0: Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner.
1: Hello folks, this is Michael Benner, host of the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Special program today, we're going to podcast a radio program where I was the featured guest, a radio program called Conscious Talk, hosted by Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears out of Seattle, a radio station known as KKNW, at 1170 on the AM dial. And we talk a lot about my book, Fearless Intelligence. I thought it was a great show. I enjoyed it, largely because Rob and Brenda had read the book. In the radio business, it's not uncommon to be interviewed by hosts who have no idea what you're about. They have not read the book. They're not familiar with your material, but boy, Brenda and Rob had read the book, and they've been on the air for almost 20 years, so they know the topic. They know consciousness and self-awareness, and we had a great time, so I want to share that program with you today. I also have a couple of bits of business before we jump into that. I want to remind you, first of all, my website, michaelbenner.com is like a hub for a half a dozen different websites that i have and if you go to michaelbenner.com and look at the big red circle that's right smack dab in the middle of it all by clicking or tapping on that red circle you'll be able to schedule a free telephone intake session And we can do that on your landline, your cell phone, FaceTime, WhatsApp, Zoom, whatever works for you. And you can get a feeling for the kind of personal development work that I do. Ask questions about how I might be able to help you. And we can get to know each other a little bit without any obligation to schedule anything formally. So, michaelbenner.com. Look for the big red circle With fireworks going off, you can't miss it. I also am happy and excited to announce that this podcast will soon become an on-demand version of a brand new radio program that I'll be doing in Los Angeles. Many of you who live in Southern California know that for 12 or 13 years, I was a host on KPFK Radio, 90.7 FM, and left there in 2008 2000 end of 2007 early 2008 when my wife and I moved to Maui we were there 5 years that was the end of the radio program on KPFK and although we came back 8 years ago i was basically retired from radio but i've been offered an opportunity to take the ageless wisdom mystery school back to the airwaves So that's what we're going to do, and I'm really excited. Beginning December 22nd at 2 p.m. will be heard at 90.7 fm, streaming for the world at kpfk.org. That's kpfk.org. And then that program, which will feature guests on human potential and personal growth topics, Mindfulness, meditation, mysticism, metaphysics, emotional intelligence, yoga, martial arts, uh, mysticism will be available on demand in this podcast spot, wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube as well. So we're really excited about that and looking forward to it every Tuesday at 2 o'clock if you're listening live at kpfk.org or if you're in Southern California, 90.7 FM, Tuesdays at 2, beginning December 22nd of 2020. And with that, let's jump into the radio program from KKNW in Seattle, featuring Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears, interviewing me about my book, Fearless Intelligence. A great Christmas gift, if I may say so. Enjoy. Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. We're coming up this hour
2: on Conscious Talk. Have you ever considered that fear could be your friend and not your enemy? Perhaps not, but today's guest has. We'll talk to Michael Benner, author of Fearless Intelligence, The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. Let's face it. Awareness of our behaviors spurned by fear has to lead to something better than reflective action,
1: right? Well, we'll find out And now I welcome your hosts for the day Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears
0: And thank you, Benny and welcome folks to another hour We learn and grow together, one listener at a time. That listener, it's you.
2: Well, our special guest today is Michael Benner. Now, he's best known for his popular talk radio programs, um, which he's hosted since 1976. As You know, he's been in news and talk shows in the Los Angeles area on too many stations uh, to name, but he, he got our interest um with a really wonderful book and it just jumped out and, and it really caught Brenda's attention and then she brought it to mine and we thought we really had to talk to him because it's so apropos for these times. It's called Fearless Intelligence, the Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness.
3: Michael, welcome to Conscious Talk. Hi guys and thanks very much for having me on your show. I appreciate it.
0: Well, we really appreciate you, Michael, and the work you've done. So. We all heard that you've done a lot of radio and television which we love and that's great but I think our listeners before we really get into the meat of the of the interview would like to know how did you or what did you do to awaken to the degree that you are to be this conscious person that is writing a book about fearless intelligence what happened in your life to bring you to this point
3: Well The story, I'm not sure that even I fully understand what it's all about, but the story of my uh, interest in personal development, uh, gosh, metaphysics and spirituality, awareness and consciousness, uh, came out of a desire that I had as a teenager to find out the truth. And I thought that that would be through the news. So when I was in college, I began to do college radio. Folk music led me to that. And uh, I took a lot of journalism classes and graduated from Michigan State with a degree in journalism and broadcasting. And for a number of years, as you mentioned, I did radio news and uh, talk shows and commentary and such, again, motivated by my desire to get That's the truth of things. But pretty quickly I realized that news was not offering me the truth that I was looking for. So I turned to basically science and philosophy. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, my interest in metaphysics and physics, or uh, I could say in quantum physics and mysticism, Is the area where I find the greatest amount of truth, whether it's logical, rational, analytical truth, you know, empirical and fact based, or the mysteries. Mm -hmm. Uh, My podcast is called The Ageless Wisdom Mystery School, so Mm -hmm. I'm looking still for. Even better questions. <laughs> I like answers, <laughs> yeah. but they they lead to ever better questions.
2: Yeah, right. uh, yeah that's really interesting because um, th- that's why we feel the brethren spirit mm-hmm. in you because mm-hmm. that's been our quest for many years, mm-hmm. which was propelled by first um, an interest in natural health because we'd both been quite ill with cancer and there was no answer for us in the conventional world which sent us off asking questions which of course turned metaphysical because from our point of view everything is spiritual and um you know it was interesting when we started this show nine over 19 years ago michael um one of my brothers said to me boy conscious talk that sounds like a great idea but what are you going to talk about after the second week (laughs) <laughs> uh, so 19 years later we're we're still finding questions and it's that's, that's why we love learning we This is the best thing that we could be doing um, for a couple of eternal students. Yes, and and
0: which we know you are, just based on what you said and reading your book, and uh, the joy that uh, we find in it. I really felt a camaraderie, a camaraderie with you in that joy. So, um, so let's talk about your book, "Fearless Intelligence." Love that title. The extraordinary wisdom of awareness. What is fearless intelligence, Michael?
3: Fearless intelligence is expanded awareness. The idea of consciousness or awareness, and there are some minor differences we can talk about if you want, but essentially they're synonyms, Mm -hmm. is a variable. Sometimes we're more conscious and other times less conscious. I think everybody realizes that uh, we could be sitting at a traffic light that's already turned green and somebody has to honk their horn to bring us back to reality and say, hey, buddy, the uh, the light turned green. Why are you sitting there? And, and I wasn't unconscious, but I just wasn't conscious of the traffic light. My mind had drifted away. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a phenomena of mind that our persona nature, our ego self, the part of us that identifies as being separate bodies, tends to pull us into the past and into the future. And every moment that we spend reviewing past regrets and anticipating future fears is a moment that we've missed reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And... Too many people never do pick up on that or discover it late in life and then realize all these years have passed, decade after decade, and we really weren't paying attention. And, of course, Mm -hmm. that's tragic. That's just Mm -hmm. tragic.
0: Yes. I'm going to pull you back to the statement you said about reality. They miss reality. Isn't it How do I want to word this? Isn't it true? I guess that's the word I'm going to use. That most people aren't in reality. They're in their perception of what reality is, but they're not really in acceptance of what is from moment to moment, which is reality.
2: Yeah, they've been running on the
3: patterns that they've been taught, essentially. Yeah, and perceiving
0: from those places.
3: You know, I was listening to one of your programs, and I heard one of your guests recently quote that famous line from the Talmud Mm -hmm. that uh, we see the world not as it is but as we are. Right. Mm -hmm. And he made a very good point. And uh, you're exactly right. We can think of our particular experience as a set of filters. Uh, Our expectations and our belief systems uh, distort reality. And uh, most people, again, are not conscious enough, not aware enough. I don't mean for this to sound like a criticism because we all suffer from it. There Mm -hmm. are multiple times in every day that I have to bring myself back Mm -hmm. because my mind, like everybody else's, wants to drag me off into its own own particular agenda. You know, that monkey mind has a mind of its own. And so all the teachers and the gurus from time out of mind have said, there is a reality beyond that, and you can learn to open to it and appreciate it. And one of the tricks is to be in the moment, as you've suggested, Mm -hmm. between our perception of past and future, but to be in the present moment, to be awake, aware, alert, right here, right now
4: mm-hmm.
3: and another important part is not to judge it we get in trouble when we see things as in our interest or not in our interest as either good or bad or right or wrong or uh, benefiting me or the opposition you know the the fear of the other is one of the big fears that we all mm-hmm. suffer mm-hmm. and so there is a greater reality uh, uh an elevated perspective it's like if you wanted to get the lay of the land you'd go climb a hill and your horizons would be broader and you'd see more we can do that in meditation and contemplation we can mm-hmm. gain a elevated perspective
2: right yeah yeah and it's you know one of the other uh great areas that we when we work with clients is just connecting them with the idea that they are soul driven, that they are a spirit, as we mm-hmm. say in this in the community they're, they're a spirit having a human experience. Mm-hmm. and that perspective allows a lot of room for things. but um, we can talk about this idea of fearless intelligence. We've got a lot more time with Michael Benner. His book is Fearless Intelligence, The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. And we'll be back after these messages. And welcome back. Yes, you are listening to Conscious Talk. And as we say, we're so glad to have you on board because we are all learning together. You know, we bring you those people who have done the work themselves and, and then come on the show and share it with us. So we, we all learn, and if you go to ConsciousTalk.net, you can follow through with all of the guests that we talk to. They will all have a guest page, a play button for the shows they've been on, and, of course, how to connect up with their websites, etc. And, of course, once again, click through on the title of their book, right to Amazon. I'm Rob Spears.
0: And I'm Brenda Michaels. And our very special guest today is Michael Benner. The book is Fearless Intelligence, the Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. His website, Michael Benner, very easy, michaelbenner.com. So, Michael, let's get into the fearless part. The intelligence area was around, you know, awareness and being conscious. But what do you mean by fearless intelligence? And and how can you hook that up maybe today, with what's going on, say, with COVID-19?
3: Well, fear is a fascinating area. Um, for my work over the years, I have come to recognize fear, anxiety, and stress, and there's many other terms we could use, as all being pretty much the same thing. Uh, clinical psychologists, will often distinguish a difference, saying fear is about the appearance of danger, real or imagined, whereas anxiety is nonspecific. The truth is, fear rarely has anything to do with danger at all. Whatever name we hang on it, it could be panic or horror, um, phobias, um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, Attention deficit disorder, post traumatic stress, mm-hmm. general anxiety, social anxiety, all all the way out to just nervousness or very mild apprehension. It's all the same thing. And when I say it, rarely has anything to do with actual danger. What fear, anxiety, stress, whatever name we hang on it, what it really is is the feeling that goes with not understanding something. Mm -hmm. And and understanding goes beyond knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a great Einstein quote uh, sort of harsh actually. He said, any fool can know things. The secret is to understand them.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: So when we know something to be true but we still fear it, it's because we don't understand it. In two areas, the situation around us And secondly, and more importantly, ourselves. We don't understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. So recognizing fear in any form, even a little bit of anxiety or nervousness, or men will say, well, I'm not afraid, but I have my concerns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's all the same thing. it's it's the brain asking for more understanding again about the world and the situation we're in but more importantly about ourselves and so we need to learn to monitor and manage that, that anxiety to manage and reduce that stress to expand awareness and create the intelligence the understanding and the insight and it becomes a positive cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, Fear and ignorance is a downward spiral, a vicious cycle, makes things worse. But it's antithesis, which is peace and love promoting understanding, which promotes more relaxation, peace and love, and more Mm -hmm. understanding. That's an upward spiral, and that lifts us to that elevated perspective.
2: Yeah, it's... um you know what's really fascinating, and this is something that we've talked about for years, and and I, I think many of us learn it the hard way, is that if we are the spiritual being having this human experience, we're walking around in an incredible biofeedback mechanism. You know, it expresses chemically, electrically, yada da yada But fear, in this case, is also um, a messenger. You know how we're reacting internally, uh, how we're perceiving uh, and then also it gets stimulated from the outside. So the current situation with COVID-19 has set off a myriad of things in people. Um, so do you see this, I mean when you say fearless intelligence, I also read that as fear is has an intelligence.
3: It's, it, it is a messenger of a sort. Oh, that's a very good point. I think it's analogous to pain. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be afraid, and nobody wants to feel pain. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we'd be much worse off if we were not aware of our discomfort. And so, whether it's physical or emotional, uh, the secret is to turn and face it. Most of us reflexively... Resist our fears and our discomfort. We turn away from it. We ignore it, deny it, repress it with alcohol or drugs, or maybe we just, um, you know, work too hard, workaholic, that kind of thing, or Mm -hmm. uh, divert ourselves in other ways. What the enlightened student really learns to do is face it and embrace it. To be the light that moves directly into the darkest shadow. Mm-hmm. Ellen Watts used to say, if you ever encounter a ghost, give him a hug.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: it's I love an opportun- that. It's an opp- again, if it represents what you don't understand, then understanding is the antidote. And how are you going to understand if you don't move directly into that which you fear?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I want to just tell you that I had a classic example of this yesterday with a client who was telling me that as we've been doing these sessions together, he's um, come out of, if you will, and released a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear in his life. And he said he... Was wanted to ask me a question because he said as he's coming out of this and feeling less and less tension in his body, more relaxed, more open, more receptive, he said he was losing his desire, uh, the biggest desire he had was sex. And he was sort of losing that desire for that. And he was asking me if there was something wrong with him. And I put it back to him as, "What do you understand about that? You know, as it relates to what you just told me." And what we ended up in, and I allowed him to come to the conclusion, which was pretty close to where to where I landed with it, is that he would he realized he was using sex as a way to repress his fear and, and numb out, because he said it was more like an addiction than it was anything natural. Is that sort of what you're talking about here?
3: Oh, sure. That's a kind of uh, addiction. I've worked in, uh, my, uh, with private clients who were sex addicts,
4: mm-hmm. some
3: who knew it and realized it, uh, some who had no idea. They just thought that's how everybody did sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it does is, as you, as you realize that there's more to intimacy than lust, and that you've been repressing your feelings, isn't it ironic? We're actually using the sex act to create a high and Mm
4: -hmm.
3: ignore this feedback loop. Right. Uh, But once you face that and embrace it, then that opens you to a whole new quality of intimacy, Mm -hmm. of of sharing and uh, connecting, which, you know ultimately can be a very spiritual thing. Uh, this, In the East, we see in Tantra, where sexuality and sensuality uh, have spiritual goals of union and connection and, mm-hmm. and merging. Mm-hmm. And we lose track of that fear-based, separated self. Right. Yeah. It's
0: and,
2: communication in a very pure form.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and the point I was really getting to was by facing that and that would have been a big fear to you know stop the sex but by facing at it facing it and looking at it and understanding it from this new perspective i felt a real energetic shift with him there was like an aha moment And then he got to look at other places where he represses his fear, denies it, and uses other things to numb out in order not to face it. And was realizing, wow, this is way better to understand it than to try to run from it. And uh, in fact, I recommended your book to him at the end of it for him to read, because this is part of what's going on in his life. And as you say, in a lot of people's lives, there's a lot of anxiety as far as COVID-19 out there, a lot of fear, a lot of people making up stories. Yeah,
2: lots of opportunities for transference. (laughs) Yeah, and and a lot of tension.
0: (laughs) And there's a lot of opportunity for growth here, which is where Rob and I are looking at this And, and... Putting, wrapping our understanding of it, that there really isn't anything out there trying to get us other than ourselves and the, and the perceptions and the beliefs and the attitudes that we hold around certain things and the stories that we build. Does that make sense?
3: It certainly does. And the mm-hmm. uh, funny thing about uh, our attitude commonly toward fear and anxiety and stress is that we have a uh, mixed-up, uh, even backward view. Okay, well, hold, hold, hold that, that, talk, hold my, that backward Michael. view thought because <laughs> we're going to
0: get that from you right after this quick break. Folks, we'll be Great. right back after these messages. And welcome back, folks. Hey, thanks for tuning in with us, and I always am putting the emphasis on tuning in. That's where we need to be living from, inward to the outward, not the reverse, and most of us have lived in the reverse, and we find that it doesn't work that well, so when you go in, everything in your outer world begins to shift and change, and begins to match your inward feelings your inward beliefs your inward connection to who you really are and that's what we do on the show every time we bring you great guests like we are today and today it's michael benner and the book is fearless intelligence
2: yeah and it is an extraordinary wisdom of awareness um, but to learn more about michael you can go to michael benner dot com. so michael um we were just talking when we left the last segment that we we've got things reversed as Mm -hmm. it were so would you wanna comment on that
3: yeah happily uh, this can be very liberating for people we have this false assumption that if we embrace fear and by that I don't mean move into it and through it as I suggested earlier but hold on to it. And part of the backward nature of this is it'll always feel like fear is holding on to you.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: But a response to fear is muscular tension. So Mm
4: -hmm.
3: whenever we're stuck, we have to consider, am I really stuck or am I holding on? But our fears are so familiar that we make this assumption that it's a strategy for being careful so that feeling afraid is a way to be safe, because if I allow myself to relax, let go of that tension, and really feel safe and peaceful, I'll be putting myself in grave danger. Mm-hmm. Well, that's clearly backward on the surface. It's in, It's... It's crazy that Mm -hmm. the way to feel safe is to be afraid because feeling safe puts you in danger. I mean, just the opposite is true. (laughs) Fear creates fear, and safety creates safety.
4: Right.
0: Yes. And, you know, Michael, you speak about this tension, this muscle tension in the book a lot, which I really like because um, we're learning, all of us are learning more and more about how much stress we hold in the body just by the amount of tension, muscle tension we have, tension in our neck and our shoulders and our middle back and our lower back. Some people carry tension down in their abdomen. It feels tight and uncomfortable. And, And this is really, and it's a lot of things, but is it not more generally a lot of fear and stories we tell ourselves about things that where we're holding all that tension.
3: Well, it's that the stories we tell ourselves, the assumptions we make, but a lot of it is hardwired in the brain.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's part of the amygdala in its fight mm-hmm. or flight response. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if we think of muscular tension as armoring. Yes. Uh, the, the response to things unknown in the world, and that's what fear by any name really is, what we don't understand about the world, and what we, more to the point, don't understand about ourselves, then we're going to carry this rigidity as a kind of armor
1: mm-hmm. against
3: these perceived dangers or the danger we're assuming exists, though we're not aware of where it is. I mean, how many times has somebody said to you, or perhaps you've said to someone else, what are you worried about? I don't see why you're so concerned. What are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And they quickly confess, you know, I, I I, really don't know why I'm so freaked out, mm-hmm. why I'm so worried. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the point. That's what fear is. Yes. And And yet, if you look in the dictionary, it'll tell you that it has to do with the perception of danger, real or imagined, mm-hmm. some hazard mm-hmm. or threat. It's just not true. Yeah. Fear is ignorance. Mm-hmm. And ignorance promotes fear, which yes. makes us more ignorant and more afraid. So what's the opposite of fearless intelligence? It's fear making us stupid. Yeah. So it's, fe- yep. fearless, fearless intelligence is relaxation making us smarter and more aware
0: yes absolutely yeah. that's a lot of what's in this book folks there's just so much wisdom in it it's called fearless intelligence the extraordinary wisdom of awareness we're here with michael benner michaelbenner.com is the website we have a lot more to come stay tuned you are listening to conscious talk conscious is the website and we'll be right back after these messages <laughs>
2: And welcome back. Yes, you are still tuned in to Conscious Talk, and uh, we always remind you ConsciousTalk.net is the website. Now, you can climb onto the archives and hear any of our shows from the last few years, even though we've been on for 19. But um, older listings are still there, even if there's not a play button, so you can connect with those folks through their websites, etc. But also remember, um, by midnight... When the archives go in, we will also be on our various podcast areas. So search for Conscious Talk Podcasts or just go to podcastone.com forward slash conscious hyphen talk. I'm Rob Spears.
0: And I'm Brenda Michaels, and we are continuing our great conversation here with Michael Benner, the author of Fearless Intelligence. And Michael, we've been talking about going inward. And we we talk about this a lot, tuning in. And uh, I have a question about that. Um, You trained deputies at the Orange County California Sheriff's Academy, I know that, for like three years. And, in, and you were training them in something you called internal vigilance.
2: Yeah, now some people might say that, you know, use that old phrase about be afraid, be very
3: afraid. Yeah. You know, all, to train people. Is that it, your approach? No, because as we've discussed, and you guys are clearly aware, that makes us uh, less conscious and less aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it focuses our attention on the particular danger at hand uh, to the degree that we miss everything else. Uh, Again, sitting at that green traffic light, it's already changed green. Uh, I'm not unconscious, but somebody has to honk their horn to bring me back to awareness. Where was I? I wasn't unconscious, but I was someplace else. Well, a sheriff's deputy or a police officer, uh, an, an agent or a marshal, any law enforcement personnel, uh, puts themselves, their uh, colleagues and the community in danger if they become unaware of the situation. So I found law enforcement was very aware of the situation. They all learned long before I got there about situational awareness, what we did was expand it to internal awareness. And then I used the word vigilance because that's a buzzword in law enforcement. Vigilance is mm-hmm. sort of a noble effort and goal in being a good law enforcement officer. So internal vigilance says be aware and alert of what's going on around you but also expand that to the inner work that you're referring to, the inner awareness that says, am I frightened? Am I angry? Am I uh, worried? Am I distracted? Am I envious? Uh, Because it's so easy to conflate our feelings. Let's say a law enforcement officer has an argument with their spouse before going to work, and then they Mm -hmm. take that anxiety to work, Mm -hmm. and without even realizing it, some fellow rolls through a stop sign, and the next thing you know, the officer's got him bent over the hood of his car and handcuffed, and, Mm -hmm. and his behavior is totally inappropriate because he doesn't realize, or she doesn't realize, that... Who they're really angry at, who they're really handcuffing, is their spouse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And we often even do this to animals quite often, or to little children, or maybe men to women, sometimes women to men, but where we are, we're not even aware of what is really driving the anger the anxiety, the rage, the bitterness, the hopelessness. And so what we do is project that all those feelings or all those particular um, experiences, we project them onto others, and a lot of times we act on it, which then becomes violent and destructive. So I loved the fact that you were teaching these these policemen to check inside. Because um, I've known a lot of, um, I particularly I worked at a in my, I was living in L.A. and I was an actress, and of course I was doing less acting and a lot more working. And I was working at a club, and we had a lot of policemen that came in that were members. And I remember saying to a gal that worked beside me, "I can't believe how angry these men are. They would come in, they were, they were." you know, really stern and very abrupt, and I could feel their anger. I could feel it, and I often wondered how they acted that out on people. So I really loved that you did this work with them, at least a portion of them.
3: Well, uh, yes, and uh, the uh, truth is many were uh, more amenable than others. Uh, Oh, sure. Not surprisingly, the women officers were much more open to this. Yeah. and more balanced in this regard. Mm-hmm. Uh if you look around the classroom, I would often see uh 30 40 50% of the men with their arms folded during <laughs> right. the Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, in front of their yeah. their hearts basically yeah. or their yeah. right there, yeah? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Not, not even realizing how transparent a signal Oh yeah. Uh, That uh, they were closed off to this And as you say, protecting their heart Again, this idea of being armored I worked with a veteran earlier this week Of the uh, Iraq conflict And um, he did a couple of tours of duty And saw some horrible combat And suffers from PTSD, as you can imagine Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I talked to him about Was body armor Mm. Because these guys are not only an armored vehicle they they wear uh, they wear armor like a medieval knight right you know, only instead mm-hmm. of chain mail it's Kevlar but mm-hmm. they're, they're still all armored up yes. and I started talking to him about the ninja and I said why do you suppose they don't wear armor in fact, they're barefoot and wear silk pajamas <laughs> and you know, float like butterflies, sting like a bee. You know, mm-hmm. They'll, they'll uh, come in and make their Z and be gone before you uh, even know what happened to them. And it's like after all of his training and all of his experience in combat, he knew about such things but never really thought much about it especially Mm -hmm. when it came to readjusting to civilian life and Mm -hmm. how to walk upon the earth in a non-combat situation. Mm. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who wrote a book about mindful walking, says we should learn to walk as if our feet are kissing the earth.
0: Mm. Yes, I love that.
3: So to be gentle Mm -hmm. is to be aware. To be kind and loving is in your interest. It's not just something that we do for other people. Gee, I should try to be a kinder person so others will benefit. That benefits us as well. It's it's Mm -hmm. not an either-or. It's it's a Mm -hmm. both-and. It's a win-win-win situation all the way around when we become more aware, kinder, gentler, more loving, more peaceful, that makes us smarter. Yes. Uh, we, we find it much easier to make decisions, and problem-solving becomes a snap. We found that a lot of what we thought were problems really weren't, and they, right. <laughs> they disappear yeah. on their own. Yeah, I I think that
2: what our listeners could learn by reading your book is the fact that you have a lot of these examples, Mm -hmm. um, but also um, it's organized so that you also have tools for them. So I I wanted them to understand that, that yes, there is deep understanding in this book, Fearless Intelligence, but there is also uh, practical moves. and, And from someone who works with people, Who have been, you know, well, somebody like the example you just gave uh, Mm -hmm. is suffering from PTSD in extreme circumstances. And uh, if his methods can work there, just think what they can do for you. And uh, that's what we're all about, Michael, is passing on those tools. And hopefully uh, examples like yours will get people to actually use them. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Again, folks, the book is Fearless Intelligence The extraordinary wisdom of awareness. It's by Michael Benner. It's michaelbenner.com. Michael, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for putting this work out there in the world. So appreciate you. And folks, we appreciate you tuning in. As always, have a beautiful day. We'll see all of you next time, right here on Conscious
4: Talk.